Welcome back to First Horizon Park here in downtown Nashville. It's Jeff Hem with you. Sounds on deck presented by Pepsi. And tonight the Sounds continue their six game series against the Omaha Storm Chasers. And we're joined by Bob Missick, longtime infield coordinator for the parent club Brewers. And Bob, I know we caught up last year when you were here in town and I, I made this comment to Matt Erickson when he was here last homestand. The job of an infield coordinator has always been important. But with the shifting changes in the game, I feel like your job has taken on new importance so far this year. How have you seen this first month of the year go for your infielders around the organization, given what they can and can't do compared to years past? Well, it's, it's a big change for baseball, definitely. It goes back to before the shift. Yeah. Like, so, um, but now you're even restricted. You can't put three guys on one side at all. You, you could do that before the shift if you wanted to, but you can't now. So it's uh, extremely important for guys to get better jumps, you know, to get jumps and cover an extra, you know, get to an extra ball every now and then. Mm -hmm. you know, course of a year, if you can get six or eight more balls than you would have, you know, before, that very valuable right now. When you heard this change was coming, what did you first think, and, and has your opinion changed in any way now that you're seeing it play out in games? Um, I, you know, when they put the shift, when the shift became, uh, you know, predominant way everybody played, that made it difficult on infield coordinators because we had to real, uh, there's infield timing, right? There's timing to it. Yeah. And so when they started putting three guys on one side of the field uh, almost all the time, especially with runners at first base, the timing was, we had to relearn it, right? Because guys are coming at second base from different angles mm -hmm. and the feeds are different. And it took a while to do that. I mean, we practiced that a lot uh, just to get the feel for timing and instincts were affected by those three men on one side shifts because yeah. balls would get hit and people weren't sure if it was their ball or not. So now we're back to more traditional where the instincts are going to become more important, right? And like, after we play here a while and they start getting back into the rhythm of normal baseball, what I consider normal without three guys on one side, yeah. they're, they're going to have more uh, convicted jumps because they know that ball's theirs. Mm -hmm. The first takeaway, the biggest takeaway I have from it so far is that, in my opinion, second base athleticism and range matter way more now than they have for a long time. Do you feel that way? Yeah, especially if you get a runner at first base and you got a big hole over there. So we're looking for ways to kind of pick up a step by the first baseman and then the second baseman, he's got to be able to go in both directions. Uh, yeah, so if you look at Bryce Terang right now, that, that value is showing up for yeah. him up there. I mean, I think they're, well, he's leading all the baseball right now in run saves. Wow. So um, he's, he has range, and he's always had it. Well, you knew where I was going, I think, because we've talked a lot about Bryce when you've been here the last two years because he had been here. I remember talking with you late last season. He was playing more second base, and you were pretty confident there was not going to be any issue for him given his shortstop talents. We're seeing him basically at second base every day now in Milwaukee. and it, So he's leading baseball in runs saved among second basemen. That, that speaks to what we're talking about here, the importance of a second baseman. Yeah, I looked at it today. It was Statcast information. I, he was the, he was number one. Wow. Uh, I, it, whether it's up to date totally or not, I'm not sure. But yeah. the, the, the the publication I looked at had him number one, and it doesn't surprise me because he his range is good. I mean, he gets jumps. He fights to get jumps every pitch, and so getting a jump is uh, 
it more about intent. Mm -hmm. Like you, you got to want and fight to get a good jump. And, but he's always done that. He's always been that guy that doesn't take pitches off, and he's smart. So going back to where you got two guys on one side of the field all the time, you know, your instincts become more valuable. So you got to figure out where this ball might head most likely and be ahead of it and not chase it. Like you want to be ahead of it. Last year you told me about the system that was getting put in place, the Hawkeye system, and you described what it meant. But for folks who didn't hear that conversation, here we are several months later, describe what in your role and you guys all throughout the organization have access to now with what you're describing, the first step, the range matters more, and you guys have every method possible to truly measure that. Yeah, we do, and it's exciting. And and, and I wish I had in, this information 20 years ago. Um, it's good information to use to validate things we've been talking about forever, but now we have concrete, mm -hmm. concrete numbers to back that up. So we're looking at three things in particular. Your first step, and we're measuring that, and we know what averages and you can have a stack yourself up against everybody else as to how you do in that area that's only the first three feet of a move though then then we're looking at who can convert the most 50 50 balls the ones that are you know 50 percent probability of an out mm -hmm. which requires a jump but then it requires infield skills to get the ball to first base and then we're tracking routine plays and you know who, who converts them more often this is a basic example, but I'm thinking if I'm a fan and I look, I want to know who's a good defender, who's, who's average in defense, whatever. I might look at an error total and say, oh, that guy's got a lot of errors. Is it fair to say there could be a system now where you guys are saying, yeah, he might have a couple more errors, but he's making an error on a, play, on a ball that he got to that the other guys don't even get to. Is that a, a, a possible analysis? No, it's not possible. That's a real, that's a real analysis. Errors are, what it, when, you, when you have a physical error, uh, that all that does for you is it, you just lost a chance to get points to your leaderboard. Mm -hmm. Now, if the ball, if you didn't get to it and it went into the outfield, it was no error, but it's still the same result. We didn't get an out, so you didn't convert that ball to an out. So getting two balls has got more value now. And, and, and yeah, you don't want to make the errors on the ones you get to, but if you get to a lot more, you know, you know that, that, picks up, that, that picks up for it. That's Brewers infield coordinator Bob Missick, and we'll have more with Bob on all things infield on a future pregame show. For now, this has been Sounds on Deck presented by Pepsi. Stay tuned. The lineups and first pitch are coming up next.